I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tech Magic, the podcast where we talk about everything happening in the tech space, gaming space, innovation, you name it. Uh, I am your host, Kathy Hackle, and I'm joined by my guest co-host, Lee Keebler. Lee, how are you? I'm great. I've had a great week. Um, there's so much happening in the tech space, and I'm so thrilled to hear all about like the resurgence of spatial computing and the Apple Vision Pro, and it's, it's like it's 2016 again. I know, right? <laughs> I feel like it's this moment we've all been waiting for um, for such a long time. It's like a catalyst moment. I don't know. I'm I'm so thrilled. But um, I've had a great time, great couple of days, really focused on on family, which has been very nice. Um, you know, I even <laughs> this weekend I even went a little retro, and it was we had really nice weather in the DC area in, on Saturday. And my kids wanted to spend time outside. And my daughter was like, I want to learn how to, uh, you know, rollerblade. And I was like, well, I don't know how to rollerblade myself, but I know how to roller skate, like, you know, regular retro roller skates. So I went and bought some at Target and I got her rollerblades. And yeah, I was like roller skating away in my neighborhood. I was like, I haven't done that in such a long time. What's so funny fun. is like in August, I got rollerblades myself. Now I haven't, I haven't <laughs> dedicated myself to using them as much as I like want to, um, because I still remembered how to roller rollerblade. Um, that wasn't the problem. I couldn't remember how to stop. That's a problem. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Stopping. Um, I was like, wait, how the heck do you stop in these things? I, I, it was one of those things where it's like, this is not like riding a bike. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I went retro and got the, like the regular the roller skates. I think they yeah, call like old school. Today. Yeah. Yeah. Roller derby. With, <laughs> with the, with the, with the, uh, stopper on the front. Yes. Like old school. They still sell those. Actually. It was like, it was super fun. I had a no, good time. Uh, yeah. Roller derbies made them really popular. I think mm-hmm. there's probably a little bit of resurgence after like mm-hmm. all of the roller skating in 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 the Barbie movie last year. <laughs> <laughs> there will be a resurgence in beach as well because yes, we, you yes. know, can. Um, so talking a little bit about that and retro stuff, um, Mean Girls. Uh, did you watch it? I haven't did seen you know? it yet, and yeah. it's just in uh, like. It's kind of surprising I haven't seen it yet because I was a huge, I loved that movie. That movie came out right when I was like a freshman in college or something like that. Yeah. And it was just one of those, there There was this period of time where we had just a lot of really great comedies that all hit at once. Yeah. Um, and it was like, you had Mean Girls come out and Napoleon Dynamite and like yeah. there were some other ones in there that just, they were all over the place. And you don't see a ton of great comedy right now for some reason. We're getting mm-hmm. a lot of like, 
I don't know. I, bl- I kind of blame Netflix a little bit on it. Like I, I've noticed, <laughs> I've noticed that Netflix has a tone right now, and it's this mm. very like grayed, monotone, colored, dark crime dramas that move really slow, but they're just engaging enough to get you to go to the next episode. To like the they've, next episode. they've somewhere they've hit a hit a, a an equation that is like <laughs> this this story, if we tell it over and over again, and everyone has to have a vaguely British accent, that is that is the equation that Netflix has hit to keep retention. And I don't know how long until that changes, but I'd like I to don't see know. That's, I, I think that's know. why I think that's why Barbie did so well. It was just we finally had color oh, yeah. again. There was just color. bright colors. <laughs> yeah, you go, Glenn Coco, right? <laughs> um, but I watched it. I watched Mean Girls um, on my flight back from from Europe. Uh, I was actually okay. I'm going to watch a couple movies, so I rewatched the original Mean oh, Girls, yeah. the classic. classic. And I, I mean, I loved it. I remember I just you know I had watched it a million times, but it, I don't know. I really enjoyed it, and then went to see the newer version of the, like the Mean Girls musical. Um, and enjoyed that a lot. Actually enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought it was really well done. And yeah, they, I mean, they adapted a lot of things to today's age, which makes yeah. sense. There were some yeah, things yeah. that were really, <laughs> that would not fly nowadays. <laughs> um, but it was really fun. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I didn't take my kids because I was just, I wasn't sure. I wanted to see yeah, it first. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, Renee Rapp as Re- Regina George was amazing. Like, I, mm. I don't know. I had I had a great time watching it. And, you know, I'm a big movie person. I like going to the movies. I still enjoy being, you know, in the movie theater. Well, you so know, that was fun. Funny thing. And, and a lot of people missed it. This was kind of a mm-hmm. sore subject. Uh, as people know, I'm in Portland, Oregon. Um, yeah. And we just had this, like, horrible horrible ice storm where like for those who don't know like this ice storm like knocked out power people had like were without power for like days on end it wasn't just like oh our our lights flickered like no people it was bad and tina fey and amy poehler were supposed to perform yeah their comedy uh, show yeah Mm -hmm. at the moda center and they they got like one performance out and then it just got canceled so like yeah i think they are coming back though i think they're coming back Mm -hmm. and tina fey's been busy she's got a lot going on with mean girls she's got you know she's doing the live event stuff again like that's kind of cool i'm excited to see it well you know what i kept thinking when i saw it i was like everything's a remix like i feel like there's this nostalgia period everything's a remix um, I don't know. And, and that's kind of how I feel a little bit when, when I think about the Apple Vision Pro. Like, I know it's new hardware, mm-hmm, but the mm-hmm. ads, remember how we talked last time oh, about yeah, the ads yeah. are like in parallel to this moment in time. It's like everything's a remix in some ways. And <laughs> um, and yeah, I've been thinking a lot about, about you know, the launch of the Apple Vision Pro, which to everyone listening here, you you know, you guys know, like we're, we're all if very If you found excited. the podcast, you know what we're talking about. Yes. If you hadn't, where, where are you? Where, 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 yeah. where are you Why looking are, for? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm super excited. Um, definitely hypey. I feel like someone was talking on LinkedIn today about like, is anyone, uh, you know, tired of the Apple Vision Pro hype? And for me, it's like, yes, I'm excited about the hardware. I can't wait. But it's also about like spatial computing and having these serious mm-hmm. conversations about how computing expands and and all these sorts of things. I will tell you. Just in thinking over the last couple of days of when I truly fell in love with technology, like truly, truly that moment Mm. for me, um, there's this aha moment. And there's a really great quote from Tim Cook when he was talking about spatial computing and how people are going to have these aha moments. And I feel like on Friday, once they start being sold in the U.S. and more people get to, you know, wear the device and everything, there's going to be these aha moments. And for me, when I truly, truly, truly say like I really fell in love with spatial computing. I would say it was a, a time when uh, I was working at Magic Leap 
and I got asked to go to downtown Atlanta to do, I think it was the Girl Scouts, to do some demos for girls interested in STEM. And I put the device on some young uh, Girl Scout, um, you know, they were probably like 13 or so. And they were seeing this beautiful blue whale floating through the skyline in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I have a picture, I have a, a photograph from that activity with the Girl Scouts. And it's this girl just in awe, like her face, everything, everything in her, in her being is just in awe, like having that aha moment. And I was like, wow, that was one of those moments where I think that I really truly did fall in love with technology and with spatial computing specifically of the power of giving us new experiences that we've Mm -hmm. never had. And I think that that is what we're at the cusp of in the next couple of days, right? This goes live on Wednesday and Friday is the big day. And you're going to see that all over the news, all these expressions of like, wow. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because... I might disagree with you on it being that soon. (laughs) Let me play devil's advocate a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. Um, I think it'll be the next iteration. I think the Mm -hmm. people who will see the wow, and this is what I think the hype train's doing, and I've said this in in the past, but I think that this hype train is preparing a mass population to adopt something in the next cycle. This one's too expensive. This one has some things going against it. This one is a very polished developer kit and this thing's going to launch companies, right? Like it Mm -hmm. will create the next like spatial computing Rovio. It will create Mm -hmm. that next studio, um, to, to make something that you never really thought you even wanted. The next media monks or the next, you know, Droga five for real. Yeah. And and those companies will be a part of it as well. Like, Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, but I'm saying it's, it's one of these things where it's like, that's what this thing is supposed to do when it finally drops down and and that hype continues to build. So people want it, but they can't afford it or they can't justify Mm -hmm. it. Right. But when it drops to that, I don't, I'm making a number up here. I don't know what the number is. I'm just, just this top of my head is when my speculation crystal ball reading tea leaves over here. When it drops that $1,800 mark, when it's just a little bit more than your iPhone Mm -hmm. and it's not $3,500 and it's also lighter and it's also a little bit more powerful and it does a da 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 da. When it does that, when it does that leap from iPhone one to iPhone 3G, then mm-hmm. people are gonna buy it. And that price point is still high comparative to everything else on the market, except for itself, in which case it sounds like a really good deal. Like it's really a yeah. good way to build momentum behind a product to get mass adoption that I've not seen anyone else do. Um, and I don't well, think any other company makers. could do it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Apple's yes. a category maker at the end of the day. And, and yeah, no, I, I do have to agree with you, but I do think that those demos, like people are going to have like that. Ooh, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I, and I have that moment. They won't buy it per se just yet. Um, I do agree with you on that, on that part, but I do think there's going to be a lot of, ooh, and ah, and like, um, I'm even, I'm even considering, um, maybe next week, uh, going to New York and having a few private demos. Uh, so some people listening to the podcast, you might get a private invitation <laughs> to some demos because, um, you know, there's I'm obviously doing a lot in spatial computing and I'll share more later. But yeah, I think the demos are good. I have my mm-hmm. own worries about it because we have seen some some uh, feedback of of like it's not a perfect headset. Right. And I think for thirty five hundred dollars, everyone who's just a commercial uh, purchaser, you know, like mm-hmm. just your standard buyer in Apple or even Apple fanboy, whatever. Um, there, there's an expectation that like all of it has been smoothed out. This is not the case. No, this is a version one. Like, um, I feel like the, this is like DK one from Oculus. Th- this is yes. You know? And, and like, the biggest complaint that I've heard is that it's heavy, um, that it has, it has some weight. And so there is 
and it is like they've done some things to be to be clear. They've removed the battery pack. I think mm-hmm. that was a smart move that now goes into a back pocket. That's great. Yeah. But it's still, even without that battery pack, still heavier than, like, say, the Quest 3, which has the battery built into it. And even I still say the Quest 3 is a little bit too heavy. It does can, can contribute to some neck fatigue in time. But as a development kit, as a thing that oh, you yeah. start a company on, as a thing that you use to get to the next iteration... That's not that big of a deal. That's not a deal breaker by any stretch of the imagination. The fact that it has so much computing power. I mean, the thing has more computing power than your MacBook Pro. Mm-hmm. I didn't say MacBook Air. MacBook Pro, Pro. right? <laughs> it's got your M2 chip plus whatever yeah. an R2 chip does that is a mystery to all of us. Um, so there, there's just a lot going on uh, that I think we're going to see still a little bit of him and Han even after it's out. But it's that next one. It's the it's thing. The next one. It's the and thing it's, behind the thing. It's the thing behind the thing. But also, this is what I think. No one is talking about it. I, I should write an article about this. Is that everyone's focused on the hardware? And yes, it is. But like, you also have to think about the iPhone 16, the iPhone wow. 17. Mm. They're going to add more and more like spatial capabilities. Like my 15 yeah. Pro Max. The only reason I bought it, really, to be honest, why I upgraded was because I wanted to shoot spatial video that I could right. see my Vision right. Pro eventually. And Meta's so. saying that they're going to support that same video too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I think is great. I'm glad that there's like becoming, because you and I have both worked in what was considered like, uh, not spatial, but like um, uh, photogrammetry and, yeah. and, and, and you know, use a lot of like depth sensing camera work and things like that. Um, and the biggest issue why those technologies, yeah. while we both love them, is they don't have like a distinctive format, right? No yeah. one can get on the same page. So Apple saying, no, this is our format. And then Meta saying, cool, okay, we have to support that format of video content at least starts causing the conversation to go into the right direction of getting people on the same format. On the same format. Well, I think that's going to be a huge thing, right, over the next couple of years. Uh, and I think there are there are going to be probably, you know, one one reigning format, but there might be other formats that people use and well, and like MP4 I think people is need a video to agree f- eventually, right? Yeah, All yeah. these alliances need to agree on, you know, USDC or whatever. Right. So. And we have a ton of like video formats, but let's yeah. face it, like Apple had a lot to do with formalizing yeah. what did and didn't work, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and so did, you know, QuickTime was huge when I was, you know, entering the, the development space. Um, so, you know, it, it's what they do. You know, they've done it every time. When the iPad came out, they basically squashed Flash games and forced mm-hmm. the entire internet to upgrade to HTML5. Thank God. The internet <laughs> is so much better. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that, that they actually forced someone's hand to adopt like a next generation of HTML. So this is what they do. And I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, me too. And I think it's a category. They're category creators. Everything's a remix, right? It's like we're bringing yeah. there. Yeah, it's interesting because someone was like talking about the the Newton, the Apple Newton. I think that was the name. Oh yeah, yeah. And that yeah, one yeah, yeah. that was a big fail, but I'm sure they learned so much about it that they probably put some oh, of that technology into something else. Apple so flopped around all, until the iPod, right? Like yeah. they they did have a a, a, a go of it. Um, for a long time where people had written them off. It was it was mm-hmm. that resurgence of the iPod. And I think the biggest thing that they did that contributed to their adoption, and I don't think enough people give them credit for this, is they invested computers into the public school system. So mm-hmm. like when I was in high school, our computer labs, not because it was what the computer lab necessarily wanted, but they yeah. got free 
or heavily discounted computers from Apple. And so we learned how to use the Apple colorful machines. colorful ones, I remember. Yeah, My, yeah. Yeah, our, our, our lab was all full of the colorful ones. It looked so pretty. <laughs> and it, it helps to make that like mass adoption, mm-hmm. you know? And and so uh, that's... I, yeah, I'm, I'm truly excited. I've got, um, I've got the first appointment at 8 a.m., at the Pentagon Row, uh, you know, Apple Store here in DC. I'm, I've got like a film crew coming and some uh, some TV stations following me. It's, I'm really excited. I'm already super busy with media interviews, so talking to a lot of media um, that are really interested in understanding. Okay, what is you know, as an Apple Vision Pro developer and as someone that's been in spatial computing for a while, like what does this mean, etc. Mm-hmm. Especially as I, I work on launching some really cool things pretty soon. Um, but yeah, I I mean, big news. That's I think that's like the big tech news, right? Um, of the week. Uh, that's the, yeah, it, it is. If you don't pay attention to all of the like AI conversation constantly being <laughs> batted around. I think vision, special computer and vision pro are going to get their day on Friday. Like I, they yeah. are absolutely. Yeah. yeah 100%. That, I think that's what everyone's kind of like betting on. I will say uh, something I do want to mention because I think it is AI related, very important as a woman and as in general uh, is everything that's been happening with Taylor Swift and the deep fakes, yeah. the, you know, the very disturbing deepfakes of her uh, all over um, Twitter, now X, and, you know, everything that happened there. And uh, Sinead Vobel, who's a, a fellow futurist, she's been, she's been, actually, she's been uh, over CNN, like, she's, she was at CNN, she's been mentioned in The View about uh, enacting in some type of legislation uh, to protect against deepfakes. So it's, uh, I don't know what the legislation is, but it's around consent uh, and deepfakes and, you know, and, and everything. And I, I, you know, as a woman, as a mother, of several children, like mm-hmm. I think there's going to have to be something um, that you know, I, some something that needs to happen, some guardrail because this is this is pretty crazy. Yeah, it is I don't, pretty crazy I'm, what we're seeing. I'm not entirely sure how they fix it. I'm not entirely sure how legil- legislation fixes it. Right? Like, well, this some is... type of penalty. I mean, I don't know. Some type of consent. I like. I don't. I don't know. But it's pretty disturbing. Well, this this is, I mean, this sounds absolutely insane and it feels like it's a complete divergence to the topic, but it goes back to this. Like there there were arguments that we were making back in 2015 when it came to uh, why the internet should be treated like a utility. Um, and a lot of that had to do with, because we kind of have this open bordered internet that it's incredibly hard to police or it's incredibly difficult to, uh, to, to, to monitor when things get out of hand. Now there are certain things that we have been able to somewhat combat. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, because we have all of these, uh, half the time publicly traded like uh, ISPs, mm-hmm. like internet service providers and all this. This is why like in municipal based internet providers got some legs behind it because mm-hmm. at least at that point you can start fixing this at the root of the problem. Um, but we, we lost that fight. Like that was a fight that yeah. was, was attempted and lost and continues to be kind of uh, a, a pain in everyone's side because Bad legislation was written in 1985 for like cable companies. Like I don't know what you do. <laughs> I, about hope, that. I hope that there's some legs to this, and I hope that there's discussions, and I hope that there's something done. I mean, I just I, I will find. You know what? I'll I'll send our producer the link um, to the legislation. It's actually something that a congressman, I think, out of New York, had been talking about. Um, but I'll, I'll, I don't remember the name right now. But. There, I don't know. It's it's, it's so chilling. Hard. It's really chilling. It's 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 very it's very chilling, and it's like. 
I'm this is gonna sound this is a weird sentence mm-hmm. to just say out loud. <laughs> I'm I'm tired of being glad that of when I was born, right? Like and yeah. I didn't have to mm-hmm. deal with all of this stuff. I feel like for the hum like for the majority of humanity, people grew, you know, yeah. grew up, got older, and said, Oh gosh, the kids have it so much better than we had it. And that's just no, not true not right now. No. Like it is so much harder to be a kid today. And I am just so thankful for being like a nineties kid. Like yeah. I, I even, grew up in the 80s even when and you 90s watch Mean and Girls, I'm gonna be honest, even if you watch like the bullying and everything's the same, but it's like yeah. a different because it spreads yeah. like wildfire now when it's like on social and mm-hmm. it kind of lives on forever. Um, so I don't know. It's it's, it's such a good point about that. I, I mean, I, I do want to work towards a better scary. world for my kids, but gee willikers. I mean, whew. well, yeah, it's and it's going to take. I'm tired of saying, I think I've said it on every episode. We're on episode, like, what, 16? I think I've said yeah. it 16 <laughs> times. Maybe the EU will fix it. I just, because I don't know how we do this. Well, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we're, I don't think the party use is particularly good at, uh, you know, the, at regulating certain things, especially not technology or big tech. Um, but anyway, anyway, so yeah, Vision Pro, you know, super excited. Um, you know, spatial computing, future or fad? Future, 100% yes. for me. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't care about the naysayers. There's so many naysayers out there. They're like, oh, this is like the new blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, no, this is, this is what I tell people. It's like, you're totally getting it wrong if you think this is only mixed reality. This mm-hmm. spatial computing is a new form of computing. It's a domain. And there's all these other, these technologies that are part of that computing. Like mobile computing right. is a lot of different things, not one thing. So yeah. You're effectively, um, ba- you're, you're betting against the idea that computers will s- can like actually take into consideration mm-hmm. their spatial surroundings. Yeah. That's what you're actually betting against. That's the stupidest thing to bet against. Like that's just silly. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's like saying, well, voice recognition isn't going to be part of computing in the future. Well, yeah, of course it is. And um, people said the same thing of like when they try to put fingerprint readers in, into mm-hmm. cell phones of like, oh, why would like, cause or this is how the, computers the keyboard. We're always going to want keys. I'm like, no, obviously we don't. One keys, although there is this trend, this remix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of want one. I'm not going to lie. Me I... too. I was like, mm. <laughs> but nice to feel nice to have those keywords again. But I don't know. I think I think it's going to be really interesting to watch what happens over the next couple of days. And whew, I don't know. Yeah, super busy. Yeah. I, I did have a conversation with um, a journalist earlier today. In, he was interviewing me about spatial computing. Like, what is this, et cetera. And at some point he said, so is it is it more like Minority Report? And I said, no. Minority Report has such a, like a negative context to it. I said it's more like Jarvis. It's more like Jarvis from Iron Man, where you actually co-create Like you know how Jarvis helps him like solve problems yeah. and yeah, build yeah. things and take the turbine apart or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, it's more like Jarvis. To be honest, it's more like that rather than you know just manipulating things and looking at the future. <laughs> like I was like, it's more Jarvis. It's less Minority Report. At least that I hope that's the future. Though you know, at least I mean, I think yeah, part that of makes it. that makes a lot of sense, especially with the adaptation that we're seeing with AI. Mm-hmm. And AI is like getting smarter every day. I've learned a lot about training my own over the last couple mm-hmm. of of weeks, and like it's not instant. It's just this constant you are basically teaching a computer to think. Um and and in that process you have some limitations, but you also have some massive yeah. freedoms that you never had before. Uh and so yeah, it's a bunch of Jarvises, right? I've got a Jarvis mm-hmm. that does this over here, but the other one doesn't do that over there. And and so you kind of have to pick what you're doing. And you're basically just creating these massive knowledge bases that can help you mm-hmm. talk through things. Um but it's 
it's uh, it's been a game changer for me. Um, yeah. I, I got into a conversation with someone and we were talking about like streaming services and they're like, what is your favorite subscription? And I didn't even think twice. I said, my favorite subscription has been ChatGPT. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, well, there's a free version. It's like, yeah, but your free version doesn't oh. do what my version does. Mm-hmm. And then we had a long conversation about like how I use it on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not for everybody, right? Like, I don't think my father-in-law needs to pay for a subscription <laughs> for ChatGPT. Like he doesn't. He yeah. he loves like because he's a big reader. He's he's mm. he's a big reader, and he he loves like writing like school papers on the things that he reads. He just like like okay. he's he's an interesting guy, um, but he really loves reading. So he loves having these conversations with ChatGPT about books that like no one else has read. And oh, to see, that's so cool. to, yeah. but to like, to see if his interpretation matches what, with what the writer's mm-hmm. interpretation should have been, there's just so much more of an information, but he can, he can do that on free tier. He loves it. Yeah. He, he uses it all the time. Um, but does he need the subscription? No, probably. Does he need a paid one? Probably not, you know, probably, probably not. not, but anyway, um, I, I am part of this group that has these weekly, uh, meetings and I, I, I can't really disclose much of that, but. One of the guests uh, last week, and I wasn't able to join, um, but in hindsight, I heard a lot about it. Um, she said a lot about, <laughs> she was talking about how like most of the stuff we're seeing with AI, smoke and mirrors, et cetera. And she made a point. She said, I think the most interesting advancements that we're going to see in AI are going to be in hardware. And I thought that was really mm. interesting, especially with how you use and how you talk to your AI, et cetera. Like, I, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't, one, I don't think it's smoke and mirrors. I mean, Google yeah, kind yeah. of pulled a little smoke and mirrors thing. So I kind of on the... <laughs> premise of it i don't think that it's smoke and mirrors i think that's actually the problem the fact that they didn't hide how they did it is now causing a lot of news they're like well Mm -hmm. you can't pull this information it's copyright you know so i don't i don't know if i agree with that i think it's pretty straightforward um Mm -hmm. i do think that there's a lot of hype around oh it's gonna like remove all these jobs overnight that's not the case anyone who's trained a chat gpt and has gotten in the argument loop and you know what i'm talking about yeah you know that your job's safe. Like it's Mm -hmm. eventually, but you got time to prepare. I do suggest you start preparing Coworker, (laughs) Co-pilot. Think of it as your coworker, co-pilot. I don't know. I know you can be a little mean. You can be a little. Oh, I have, I have cussed out chat GPT. We've had, we've thrown, we've thrown some words around that would not make it into the podcast where I'm just like, (laughs) what are you doing? I specifically said, don't do this. And you keep doing it. Yeah. I I say, I'm paying you to do this. Oh, I've had I'm that conversation not too. Paying, you know, ChatGPT do that, but you know, yeah, I, I have trying, I have this yeah. co- like executive career coach uh, GPT uh, that someone <laughs> that I worked with someone to create. It's his name's Jordan Maxwell. That sounds that sounds He's like Jordan a Maxwell, proper and, yeah. Uh, yeah that's that's a proper and, name. And Jordan still has some work to do. I got really upset at him the other day. He wasn't getting me what I wanted, but it's okay. He I've does great a, things though. He was well, well trained. So I was doing um, some like a character yeah. development for some of my writing and I yeah. put this character, I wanted to see a picture of what this character looked like. And so I took out of my writing, I dropped the character description in, and I said, make an image based off this and it refused to do it. And it wouldn't tell me why. And then I see, yeah, oh, yeah, it does that thing where it says, oh yeah, my, it, this goes against my terms of service. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, well, what the heck, what part of terms of service did I break here? At mm-hmm. least tell me that. And then it won't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think and, they've made a lot of changes after the Gary Marcus article. And uh, I totally, and I can, I can, right? I can respect that. And mm-hmm. so what it finally did tell me was, well, I can't make this based off of a literary work. And I was like, well, I wrote this description. Who do you yeah. think I'm describing here? And you, this is not a published work, right? Yeah, this yeah. isn't something that I've published. 
So I, I get confused. I'm going back and forth. And then I realize in the description, it's a description of this barista. And um, she's wearing a beanie with like band buttons on it and a Care Bears patch. And it was oh, the Care Bears the Care patch. Bears. And it yeah, would not IP. tell me. Alert, alert. IP. Yes. <laughs> and it wouldn't tell me what in the description was keeping it from doing this. It just kept saying, I can't do this based off of a literary work. And it wasn't the it person the I was. It was the literary work of the yes. Care Bears. Oh, my oh that, that got it me into a fight. I was yelling. Oh, gosh, I love the Care Bears. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, um, so I uh, let's go on break. Uh, this is going to be a shorter bit of an episode, y'all. But. Uh, we're going to go on break, and when we get back, we'll talk about some more news around gaming, uh, around VR as well. So let's go on break. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Lee, let's talk a little bit about everything that's happening in the gaming space. It oh, seems like more news, like news, just tons of news every week. Uh, unfortunately, a lot more layoffs, yeah. right? More layoffs being announced uh, at Activision and uh, Microsoft Xbox and uh, also games being canceled. I feel like a lot of the tech companies, like their shares are going up every time they lay off people. So they keep doing it. I don't know. Yeah. That's I mean, my perspective. Big... That's how what I'm seeing. So, I mean, for for the people in the gaming industry, though, it's been carnage. It's been horrible. Yeah. Lots of people getting laid off. Um, remember that um, article I sent you from Matthew Ball? Did I send you that? No, I didn't send it to you. I shared yeah. it with my uh, WhatsApp group. Uh, but basically, it's called it's the state of gaming. Matthew Ball did a deep dive into it. You know, um, there's some points I don't agree with him necessarily when it comes to the Vision Pro at the end. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it's a whole deep dive into the state of gaming and how. Despite gaming being such a massive thing and having all these wins last year, there's been so many layoffs and so many issues, et cetera. So, so yeah, I will say this is a really interesting perspective that was presented on LinkedIn by Naomi Augustine from, um, she's at the World Bank now, I think. But she used to work with me at Magic Leap. We, we, we worked on one project together, but she wasn't necessarily on my team. But she said something like she left gaming to go into XR uh, into extended reality and spatial computing as kind of a new frontier. Like it was a gamble to go into XR. Totally. And then now, you know, I personally left XR to go more into the gaming side. To me, it was a new frontier. So it was a new bet. Mm -hmm. um, what I'm starting to see is all this gaming talent out there in the market. That is a huge opportunity for any company building in spatial. Mm -hmm. 
because mm-hmm. there's going to be people that game devs and know how to think spatially that know how to use the game engines. Like that well, to that's... me is really exciting. I think that's going to fuel a lot of growth. Like you said, in launching these new companies that will be the next, whatever, you know? The yes. Company, so. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, is like, it was a rough 2023. If you were a game yeah. developer, definitely. Um, it was disheartening to watch all of your favorite, you know, technology brands just lay people off be- yeah. because, um, and, and, and that's, I think that actually hurt a lot of people's opinions of those brands as well. Mm-hmm. You just can't keep doing this quarterly or biannually and expect your reputation to stay trusted. Um, like that yeah. by, by people, because your employees are related to other people and they're all your consumer. And like, this is just weird. It's just a weird thing I've not seen before. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, I like being fair. <laughs> it was unprecedented how fast they were hiring people during COVID. So like I get that there was this weird population shift where they couldn't hire people. And then all of a sudden they hired everybody and then they had too many people because the world is a topsy turvy thing. I get it. I'm willing to allow my emotional pass for this one time, but if this is a trend that keeps going on, people just aren't going to trust working for those jobs. Well, yeah, what they it, will do is start their own companies. Yeah. What they will, because at the end of the day, you can have these multi-billion dollar companies, but you, you got to have talent. You got to have the, you have to have the real, you know, the, the real minds behind it. And that, that talent shift, yeah. if you don't believe me, look at Twitter or X or mm. whatever you want to call it. Right. <laughs> like they, oh they have, they, 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 they have, yeah. they have a, a gap where they're needing to hire uh, talented people and it's proven to be a struggle um and maybe they'll pull it out you know it's still around it's people are still using it i'm not gonna discount you know anything that's happening over there it's just it's hard to replace really good good talented people and those people often will go out and start your next competitor or they'll go out and they'll start the next thing that you're not able to to do because that's just or that your competition acquires right yeah yeah yeah, Oof. it's it's changing. It's turbulent, changing times, for sure. So let's see. Game well, playoffs. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> Future I, I, or fad? Oh no, let it uh, be. A I mean, fad. I think it's. I, I think it's a. I think it's a temporary fad. I think what's going to happen because this goes back to the Apple Vision Pro conversation. All of it being based around a, it's very heavily Unity based, um, and so I. And Unity is another one of these companies that did do some massive layoffs in 2023. Hated to see it. It kind of seems like a little strange considering how many pieces of hardware they've got coming out with their stuff in it. But um, those people are going to have places to go. People are, when something like this happens, and I've got friends who go through it and they ask for advice, my advice is always the same. And it's like, if you can't get someone to pay you right now in your downtime, build the thing that you want to build because it's what you have. Right. Um, you you may have to go and do a, a job that you don't want to do. Heck, I've had that situation in my career before. But in that downtime, I went and built other stuff that um, that I believed in when no one else did. Uh, and nine times out of 10, when you build something you believe in, yeah. it works. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then you own it. Uh, yeah. You know, so like, and you that, bet on yourself. That's the thing. I feel like right. with more and more layoffs and people becoming more skeptical about working in certain companies. Yep more people are going to build their own companies because they can bet on themselves, on themselves, right? right? So, um, yeah, definitely. All right, let's talk a little bit about virtual reality and some of the news uh, out there about using, let me see if I can, can, if I can follow this one. This one was sent by our, um, 
our producers that robot avatar lets people see and feel things remotely <laughs> through virtual reality. So thoughts on that. A person wearing a VR headset and haptic feedback gloves can control the iCub 3 robot. A humanoid robot can relay video and touch sensations to a person wearing haptic fe- feedback gloves and virtual reality headset hundreds of kilometers away. <laughs> Seems like a scene from Upload. You know, it's... <laughs> I I will say this. If if I've been disappointed by anything, it has mm-hmm. been about um it's been around haptics. I expected haptics to be in such a better place in 2024. Um a lot of that I think has to do with computer vision. Mm-hmm. I think spatial computing getting better has like we we got hand tracking before we got gloves. Like nobody made that bet in 2016. Yeah. It was um you know, Leap Motion, I think, was the only company making that bet. And I think they won on it. You know, I'm sure their patents went to go do something really amazing. Um, but I, uh, I just kind of <laughs> want to see more on the haptic side. And we haven't really seen it. Um, this, I don't know. Uh, telepresence has been kind of a sci-fi thing people have wanted for a long time. I remember building... Um, when I was working uh, for Well I Am and we were building the studio in Los Angeles, uh, we in the studio is called the future, um, and this is all <laughs> public information. Like, yeah, uh, we we sat down. We're like, well, what do you want to call it? Like, oh, we're going to make this the most science fiction style recording studio in Los Angeles. So, you know, we, des- <laughs> we designed the future, and one of the things that were in it were these like telepresence machines. Um, it was basically a stick on a on a on a um, on a Segway, like a miniature oh, yeah, Segway, and it had an iPad things. on it. I had yeah, to yeah, yeah. drive one of those through Magic Leap. I was never, I mean, I was so stressed I was going to run into someone. Um, oh, that's anyway, because I'm driving this remotely from my, yeah, long story. We'll talk about that another day, but yeah. <laughs> well, and, and actually, Will used it quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. He was just starting, uh, no, he'd been doing it for a little while. He was doing the uh, the voice in UK. Oh, so yeah. he, he traveled quite a bit. He was gone for those, those shoots. And whenever he needed to be at a meeting, like, sure enough, there's where I am just wheeling through. He would through. roll in. <laughs> in his, yeah. <laughs> and it worked. It was, it was kind of like an endearing thing. It was kind thing. of fun. Yeah, it was, it was fun. kind of we fun. It was goofy because yeah. we were goofy. We were just being goofy, right? And we had him in there. Um, we were working uh, and having him roll around like that. So it was kind Pretty of Pretty much like an thing. iPad on wheels, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what it's, it's exactly yeah, it's what like it was. It was an iPad wheels, on like... a Segway was what it was. Yeah. Um, and you could, but you could control it from your web browser through yeah, like yeah. Google and things like that. It was kind of neat. So I see things like this and I'm like, okay, next iteration. I don't, it's probably too expensive, (laughs) but you know, as, and this is, this is, I think where I've always different uh, was a differential. I never looked at it at this entire space as like, I wonder, I recognize it runs on gaming engines, but Mm -hmm. to me, it's always about, but where does it go to work? Right. What's the, Mm -hmm. what is the enterprise solution for all of this? Yeah. So I can look at something like this and go, oh, that's strange, or that's going to raise some eyebrows. But there are enterprise solutions for all of these things that if you just think outside of the box and you're willing to not take the the low-hanging fruit of like, VR is great. Let's build a roller coaster. Like, good lord, don't tell me you want to build a roller coaster ever again. Like, everyone wants. To I know the folks are VR coasters, so <laughs> go build <laughs> and, your roller coaster, people. But also use it for other things in enterprise. Yes, yes. If you can do, it. 
one company can do the roller coasters. Not everyone needs Not to go everyone. do the roller coasters. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with um, you. But yeah, there's there's all of these th- technologies out there that have these enterprise <laughs> solutions. So every I try not to discount when I see something weird like this, but yeah. it's kind of strange. I, I will say, I think with the Apple Vision Pro with personas, it's going to get really interesting because it's a scan yes. of what you look like. And then you'll kind of have that, that concept of presence in more 3D spatial video. So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to that with my family. I love the word persona for this technology. Like we've talked about Apple, yes. like names, names, things that Brilliant. actually to me is the best name I've heard. Cause I don't like the word avatar. The blue people ruined that word. Um, <laughs> so like that, that it just has gotten to be, I don't know. I'm not, I'm just, I was never a fan of it. I understood what it was. I understood why the movie was called avatar. It is called avatar for the same reason. Um, but I like persona better. It's, it's a reflection of you and hopefully a more honest you, a you of who you want to be as well. Um, and that's always yeah. been what's driven me towards this. And I'm looking forward to using it with my family. Like, yeah, that yeah. 3D presence. All right. Um, so VR haptics suits. I don't future know. I'm, fad. Going, I'm going for fad here. I'm going for fad too. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I am. I don't know. I am. And then before we go to this patch from the fringe, one more. And you okay. haven't read this one, but there's uh, there was on the BBC an article that talked about how people on TikTok are creating kind of their own way of talking. Like there's like a TikTok accent. A TikTok which, talk? TikTok talk. Yes, a TikTok <laughs> talk. Which is an up talk and the vocal the vo- vocal fry. Uh, those are words on how you're speaking on people are speaking on TikTok. And I thought that was so interesting. Because I see it, I, I, I see it. Like I know when people are, when people like as a broadcaster, for, former mm-hmm. you know broadcast journalist, being on TV, like there's yep. a certain way you talk to the camera. Yes. yes. Right. So on TikTok, yep. you're starting to see that they're called, uh, yeah, the up talk and the vocal fry uh, are things that are part of this new language, and it's mostly women who are changing the way we talk, and that's impacting language. I think that that's true. Um, and I'm not on, t- and let me be clear, I'm not on TikTok. I, you will not find me there. I have just gen- generally no interest in it. But coming out of the music industry, there was this tone in female vocals that came out that had a little bit of a lisp. It definitely had its own inflection from like 2010 till about 2020. Um, and it just, it spread like wildfire. Everyone adopted this tone and it typically happened with, with, uh, with female singers, which, you know, I, it was strange to me because the whole idea of being an artist is like, you want your own voice yeah. to stand you out. Like, stand out right? I think everyone knows the tone I'm kind of like talking about. Yeah. It, it, it pairs, <laughs> it, it pairs well with the ukulele. Um, so like there was this sound, but at the same time, every single powerful female vocal like real that really stood out like you're not gonna hear beyonce sound like that Mm -mm. you're not gonna hear taylor swift sound like that you're just not like those those the the big names know better they know that they have to sound like who they are to stand out a different range that's different like right um so yeah there's this like moment of like tiktok talk (laughs) totally tiktok talk um uh on a sounding so um you know, oh, in the '90s, so, all radio yeah. DJs sounded the same. It was yeah. like this guttural, like <laughs> you're almost going to vomit sound. Like that sounds disgusting, but it was just like ninety-five point one. Yeah, like that sound was so predominant. Um, yeah, and a lot of and, that is actually 
this is curious. This is a curious question. I yeah. want to read this article now because I, I yeah yeah I find I think so you you definitely as a former DJ yourself and me as a former like TV journalist like there's an intonation there's a way you speak to the camera um, and it served me well it served me well when I did live video and then when yeah. I moved you know now in, in technology space where I you know do talks and all this stuff and even on the podcast right um, yeah so yeah definitely very I think interesting the hardware dictates it yes. <laughs> like when, when I was a radio DJ, like a drive time radio DJ mm -hmm. playing music and I had that late nineties guttural DJ voice, <laughs> it was, it wasn't because it was a fad. It was because that was what mm -hmm. you had to do to sound best to the vocal processor you were running into. Cause then like you didn't have any other control past that. Like it went into the airwaves and it just sounded like what it was. You go back and you watch like old old movies and they all kind of have this weird inflection. Weird, that, yeah, I know. That's how they used that to. That inflection yeah. is because of the microphone. Interesting. It, the microphones didn't have a huge dynamic range. So they were speaking in a way and in a pattern and a cadence that made, by the time that would go to a movie theater that might've just been adopted, uh, adopted like audio playback, everyone could understand it. So mm -hmm. that was part of it. It wasn't like an accent from a region. It was, this is what you had to do for that technology. Um, I don't see how that plays. I don't see how like, that happens on TikTok, but I think that there's yeah. this way of speaking and I'll definitely, we'll include it in the show notes because it's a fascinating article. So, you know, do you have a TikTok accent? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just the so, hive mind of it all. Hive mind of it. So I, I don't want to do future or fad because this still remains to be seen. Um, you know, and I think <laughs> social media changes culture and TikTok has definitely changed a lot of things <laughs> for sure. So we'll remain that as a, we'll keep that as a question mark. Uh, all right, so now we're going to go to our producer, Lily, who's going to do Dispatch from the Fringe, and let's see what she brings us this week. Lily? Hello, Kathy and Lee. In this week's Dispatch from the Fringe, we're talking about the semi-trucks of space, also known as orbital transfer vehicles. And an article from the Wall Street Journal talks about how orbital transfer vehicles could be used to move satellites and other payloads around space. So rockets blast payloads up into space, but how do they move around once they're up there? Well, startup Argospace is working on a space transport vehicle that it hopes will one day source water for its propellant from the material that covers the moon. Orbital transfer vehicles could also be used to shift satellites and other devices between orbits and even transport them deeper into space. Startups like Argo think that eventually these orbital transfer vehicles could change how space missions are set up. So these ships could work with rockets from SpaceX, Starship, to Blue Origin, or even United Launch Alliance, Vulcan Centaur. So get ready for the Beyond Earth economy as we launch into space with rockets and move around with the semi-trucks of space. All right. That was quite interesting. What do you think? I, I, I can't help but hear a story like that and not think about space balls. Um, <laughs> like I just, I just can't. If you're, you start talking about semi trucks in space, and I know it was an RV, but like, yeah. it's kind of the same. It's kind of the same. <laughs> like yeah. just the, just two Everything's guys a in an remix, RV. Though. Everything's a remix. They should bring back space balls. How about that? We should start that. Oh my gosh. Who knows what it would be called nowadays? Space balls, the musical. There you go. Well, kind of, it's already, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, anyway, Lily, thank you for always bringing the magic and the craziness to tech magic. So, <laughs> Lee, thanks for being here for episode 16. It's always a joy to have you. Thank you. Awesome. So thanks, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate 
uh, everyone subscribing and liking the podcast and sharing it. Please, please share it with your communities if you find it of value. We will be back next week with more tech magic. Thank you.